Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. So when I was younger, I got into a heated argument with an ex-partner. He wouldn't answer any of my messages or calls, leaving me feeling completely beside myself. As the night wore on and I still hadn't heard from him, I started to panic. I couldn't stand the thought of not knowing where he was or what he was doing. So in a moment of pure desperation or utter insanity, I'll let you decide, I did something I'm not proud of. I logged into my friend's Facebook account and pretended to be her. I thought if I messaged my partner from her account, he would have no choice but to answer. Well, naturally, things did not go according to plan. My friend caught me in the act and was understandably furious that I had invaded her privacy. And to make matters worse, my partner still didn't answer. I share this because today I'll be talking about a topic that affects us all. Whether we realize it or not, triggers can have a profound impact on our relationships, causing us to react in ways that we later regret. For anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm referring to those little buttons we all have that when pushed can send us into a tailspin. Maybe it's the sound of someone chewing or slow internet or the way your partner folds laundry, or the mere thought of doing taxes. Whatever it is, triggers can wreak havoc on our lives. But trust me, you're not alone. In this episode, I'll uncover the root causes of triggers by discussing the science behind them, as well as talk about how they can show up in our relationships specifically, and most importantly, provide practical strategies for not only keeping our triggers in check, but taming them all together so that you can get back to a place of sanity. So if you've ever been guilty of going from zero to a hundred over something trivial in your relationship or texting or calling your partner incessantly or becoming clingy or overbearing or having a menti B over the first sign of criticism or letting your jealousy or possessiveness get the best of you or worrying obsessively about your partner cheating or leaving you, or spending hours stalking them online, or driving around to find them, or breaking into your partner's social media accounts to check up on them, or even showing up to their doorstep unannounced in the middle of the night, or maybe even all of the above, then this episode has got you covered. I'll be breaking down why these behaviors happen, how they can impact your relationship, and most importantly, what you can do to stop them. So let's start with what exactly the science behind a trigger is. So we've all been there, right? That moment where we're cruising along in our relationships when suddenly something sets us off And it feels like we've been triggered into another dimension of emotion where everything is magnified and intensified. It might be a small thing like your partner running late or a missed phone call, an unanswered text or a forgotten anniversary. 
but it can send us into a spiral of emotion, ranging from mild annoyance to full-blown freakout as our brains go into meltdown mode and we lose all sense of reason and rationality. Some of us might scream and shout, some of us might cry, and some of us might shut down completely. When we get triggered, it's like a switch goes off inside us. Suddenly, we're viscerally impacted, and our reactions become bigger than life itself. We might overreact, underreact, or just react in a way that makes absolutely no sense at all. And then there's the part where we entirely lose sight of our relationships in the process. We turn so narrowly into our own thoughts and feelings that we forget there's another person involved. We become defensive, self-protective, and closed off. But here's the thing. We're all unique in our thoughts and feelings. So even if the same circumstance occurs, two people can react and process it very differently. But why is that? Simply put, when the reaction is bigger than the situation, it's probably a trigger. For example, one Friday over six months ago, I was recording a podcast episode with a mutual friend of mine and my partners while he was at work. My partner and I usually text all day long, but for some reason, I hardly heard from him that day. It was weird, but I figured maybe he was just busy at work. As the day went on, I started to get more and more anxious. I knew he had plans to meet up with his friends for drinks, so I thought he would at least text me to let me know he had left work. But by 6.30 p.m., I still hadn't heard from him. And that's when the panic set in. I texted him asking what he was up to and he replied that he was in the Uber on his way to the bar. And just like that, I had a complete meltdown. I mean, full on hysterics. He called me right away and I could tell he was completely taken aback by the sound of my voice. It was the first time he had ever heard me like that. After drinks, he came straight home, but by that point, I was back to my normal self and he was left scratching his head, wondering what the heck had just happened. Looking back, I can fully acknowledge how worked up I got over something so small, but in the moment, it felt like the end of the world. I share this to illustrate the power of triggers. They can literally take over your entire being and make you behave in some pretty crazy ways. And when we experience these intense emotions, especially when we feel triggered, it is an indication that something deeper is taking place beneath the surface. This is because we all have our own stories and beliefs about ourselves, as well as others and the world around us. But sometimes these stories can make us judge, criticize, or even jump to false conclusions. And when that happens, it can stir up some pretty uncomfortable emotions about ourselves as well as other people. These emotions are often a result of past experiences and fears that have then been triggered by a present situation. For example, Every single relationship you've ever had, from your high school sweetheart to your best friend from school, has left an impression on how you interact with others and respond to different scenarios. So if you're someone like me who has experienced abandonment in childhood and seen it repeat in romantic relationships, you may feel a lot of anxiety and insecurity when your partner is out with friends and not responding to your attacks. The intensity of these emotions can be overwhelming and may cause you to react in ways that are not productive or healthy for your relationship, the same way I did. However, it is important to recognize that these emotions are not just random or irrational, 
but are rooted in something deeper. For example, I have this one client who told me a few weeks back about how he totally lost his cool at his partner's birthday bash just because she was chatting with another guy. After talking with my client, we later discovered that the reason he felt so triggered when his partner talked to another guy was because his parents had left him as a kid and every romantic partner since then had also left him in one way or another. It just goes to show the extent to which our past experiences can have such a strong impact on our current behavior and emotions, even when we don't realize it. In my case, when my partner didn't text me all day and went out with his friends without letting me know, I felt really upset because it brought back memories of past relationships where I felt like I was being purposefully left out, dropped, or even cheated on. And this intense reaction was very much connected to my fear of abandonment, which obviously stems from my childhood. Basically, the intensity of our emotions when triggered is an important signal that there is something we need to address in ourselves or in our relationships. So whether you're swiping on a dating app or just chatting with a new acquaintance, it's important to be aware of how your past experiences may be influencing your present behavior, because there is nothing truer than the statement, those who forget their past are bound to repeat it. For me, past experiences with partners have led me to develop a deep-seated fear of being abandoned all over again, which can clearly be activated by seemingly small incidents like not hearing from my partner for a day. And this is because when we experience an emotionally charged event, our brains create a neural pathway that associates that event with a certain emotion. This pathway can become so strong that any small reminder of the event, such as a familiar smell, tone of voice, or in my case, not being kept in the loop, can trigger the same emotional response. It's literally all in our brain's wiring. What this means is that it's not just about the present, but it's also about past experiences that are coming back to haunt you. And when you're triggered, your body goes into overdrive, like a car revving its engine. That's because your nervous system is activated and ready for action. It's like your body is stuck in fight or flight mode, even if there's no real danger present. This is why it's so important to recognize our triggers and understand where they come from so that we can start to rewire our brains and retrain our nervous system to respond differently. But before I get to that, I wanna talk about some common triggers we all experience in one way or another. First up, rejection. Whether it's a romantic interest ghosting you or not getting the job you wanted, feeling rejected can really hit us where it hurts. Next, the fear of being left behind. Whether it's a partner threatening to leave or just feeling like someone is pulling away, it can trigger all kinds of insecurities. Feeling ignored or undervalued is another big one. When we don't feel like we're getting the attention or respect we deserve, it can leave us feeling pretty upset and cause us to assume that they're either over us or going to leave us when maybe they're just distracted or even busy. Then there's the disapproving look or judgmental comment. Let's be real. Nobody likes feeling like they're being criticized or shamed. Criticism in general can also be a trigger, whether it's from a boss, friend, or partner. Feeling judged or criticized can make us super defensive and upset. And finally, control. When someone tries to control our actions or decisions, it can make us feel like our autonomy is being threatened. Literally, nobody likes feeling trapped or powerless. Some other triggers that many people experience in relationships include feeling uneasy when their partner has opposite sex friends or when their partner goes out without them 
or when their partner gets a text from the ex. At the end of the day, we all have them. And as we grow more attached to someone, the emotional stakes get higher and so do our triggers, meaning our emotional responses can become more intense when it comes to the people we care about the most. That's why it's so important to try identify the source of our triggers so that we don't always project our past or negative assumptions onto our partner. As I've been saying, whether we like it or not, we all come with some emotional baggage and it's not always easy to handle. And sometimes past experiences can still affect us in the present, even if we don't realize it at the time. But the good news is we don't have to carry that weight alone. In a healthy relationship, partners can work together to unpack that baggage and lighten the load. Otherwise, it's like we're speaking a different language and they have no idea where we're coming from. And that just leads to even more frustration and misunderstandings. So if your triggers are getting in the way of your relationship, here are some tips to help you transcend your triggers and build a happier and healthier relationship. Number one, identify your triggers. Knowing what sets you off is essential to managing your emotions. Once you've identified your triggers, you're one step closer to overcoming them. Number two, own your triggers. It's easy to point fingers and blame your partners for your triggers, but it's important to take responsibility for your reactions. Your partner can support you, but ultimately you're in charge of your emotions. Number three, don't let your triggers control you. When you're triggered, it's easy to react impulsively, but if you can resist the urge to act out, you can rewire your brain and learn to manage your emotions better. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. So try to take it slow and hit the brakes when triggered. With a bit of practice, your reactions should become less automatic as you gain more control. Number four, take a timeout. Sometimes the best thing you can do when you're triggered is to step away from the situation and take a few deep breaths before you respond. It can help you clear your head, gain perspective, and prevent a blow up. Number five, practice self-care. Looking after yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally can help you stay balanced and centered, whether it's working out, meditating, or taking a mental health day. Make time for what makes you feel good. And number six, communicate openly and honestly. When you're triggered, be honest with your partner about what's going on. By sharing your feelings and needs, you can work together to find a solution. Whenever I get triggered, I make sure to let my partner know what's going on. I'll tell him how a certain situation or behavior is affecting me, and I'll explain why it's triggering me. That way, he knows how to support me in that moment, and we can work through it together. Try to think of the ultimate relationship power move being when your partner can do you wrong, like lying or cheating, and instead of reacting with anger or spite, you respond calmly and maturely. This doesn't mean you have to put up with any of their nonsense, but it does mean that you're not going to let their actions define how you react. Instead, you take control of the situation and yourself. I know how tough this can be though. In my 20s, I would react to everything, especially when someone disrespected me. Now, when I think back to those moments, I wish I could go tell myself to just know my worth and walk away. So while you're trying to put all of this into practice, remember the following do's and don'ts when you're triggered. Do remember that fixing the trigger is your responsibility. Do focus on the issue at hand rather than going into the past. Do remove yourself from the situation to calm down. Do speak up about how you feel as no one can read your mind. Do try to heal from past hurts to avoid them affecting your present relationship. 
Do avoid using words like always and never as triggered feelings tend to get generalized and do a reality check to see if the stories you make up in your head is supported by evidence. Oftentimes fear is just false evidence appearing real. So make sure you've got your facts right. As for the don'ts, don't try to talk things out when you're upset. Don't expect your partner to take all the blame. Don't let your emotions continue to escalate. Don't let your insecurities drive your behavior and lead to self-fulfilling prophecies. Don't rely on others to validate your thoughts and feelings. Don't impose unrealistic expectations and rules on yourself or others. And don't dismiss your partner's feelings or perspectives as invalid or unimportant. If you've ever been made to feel like you were too much or too crazy when you were feeling triggered, you'll know that it can be incredibly invalidating and leave you feeling misunderstood. That's why finding a partner who can hold space for you when you're triggered is crucial. Being with someone who understands and respects your emotions can make all the difference in the world, but it's not just about receiving that kind of support. It's also about giving it. When your partner is feeling triggered, it's important to hold space for them too. Validate their feelings and let them know that you're there to support them. It's a two-way street and when both partners are able to hold space for each other, the relationship can become a safe haven for emotional expression and growth. So please don't settle for a partner who makes you feel like you're too much. Find someone who can handle all of you and will hold space for you when you need it most. As unpleasant as triggers can be, they are actually some of the best teachers out there. They reveal the little kid inside us all and remind us that there's work to be done. They give us clues about our past traumas and present emotional wounds, guiding us towards what needs to be healed. For example, in my 20s, I was a ticking time bomb, ready to explode at the slightest provocation. But then I took a step back and looked at why I was so reactive. I realized that it was all rooted in my upbringing, and by healing those old wounds, I found a new sense of calm and control. And fortunately, I now don't sweat the small stuff as much anymore. So I think it's important to emphasize that triggers are always about us. They come from deep-rooted beliefs that we've been hiding in our subconscious mind since childhood. The trigger brings it to the surface, which then causes the painful reaction in us. So next time you're triggered, take a step back and ask yourself some questions. Like, when have you felt this way before? Or is there a pattern in your life that's contributing to this trigger? We all get annoyed with our partners sometimes. That's just human nature. But when those emotions hit hard and your inner critic starts screaming, that's when you know something deeper is going on. Like how a client of mine flipped out when his wife offered advice, was really just feeling scolded and incompetent like his mum used to make him feel. Or how another client felt ignored and unimportant when her partner changed the subject, was actually just reliving those childhood memories of always being shushed and dismissed by her family. Childhood experiences like trauma or neglect can create emotional triggers that stay with us into adulthood. And underneath each trigger is a core fear that gets activated. Some common fears are feeling unworthy, unsafe, abandoned, misunderstood, or criticized. So it's super important to recognize that the current situation might just be tapping into an old wound and try to separate it from the present. 
And by healing those old wounds, we can find a new sense of calm and control, enabling us to respond rather than react in triggering situations. So next time you feel that trigger, don't run away from it. Lean into it and see what it's trying to teach you. Who knows? It could be the key to unlocking a whole new level of self-awareness and growth. Thankfully, I did or else I'd still be that explosive force destroying everything in my path. Just ask my dad. So before we wrap up, I want to reiterate that contrary to popular belief, triggers are not just unpleasant experiences, but excellent teachers that guide us towards what needs to be healed. By confronting our triggers, we can confront our past hurts without letting them dictate our present. So take some time to remove yourself from triggering situations, gain some perspective and manage your emotions in a mindful way. But if you slip up, don't worry, being mindful in our actions at every moment is not always possible. We all have our histories and neurocognition that dictate our reactions. That being said, we have a personal responsibility to ourselves and others to always try to reflect, be introspective and react calmly and mindfully as much as possible. If for nothing else, your relationship will thank you in the long run. Thank you so much and please show some love for Love Uncensored by leaving a review. As a thank you, I'll give a shout out to all reviewers at the start of each episode and send a special surprise your way. And don't forget to hit subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and family, as well as follow me on Instagram at love.uncensored.podcast or join the private Facebook group Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'll see you next week with a very special guest.